Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio. Have you ever wanted to become wealthier, healthier, wiser, or just have more time to appreciate the finer things in life? On this show, we reveal what high performers are doing every day to be more successful without sacrificing their personal lives. Early to Rise Radio is sponsored by The Perfect Day Formula. Get your free copy of this game-changing success guide at freeperfectdaybook.com. Now let's get started with today's show. What do you think is better, having a home office or going into a real office? Let me know in the comments down below because the other day I was arguing with a Silicon Valley investor and he was saying that you should absolutely, if you have young kids, have a real office to go to. And I argue, and I'll tell you why later on, why you should have a home office. Now, before I get to that, and my very strong opinion about why you should have a home office if you have young kids, there's one more important point to this, is that it doesn't matter where you work, a strong daily routine will give you the results that you want. And in this video, I wanna share with you the ultimate daily routine for successful people. And I'm gonna talk about my magic time calculator. When you go through this calculator and you understand your productivity, your 5X productivity, it doesn't matter where you work, you just have to set up your workspace so that you use your 5X productivity. I'm gonna give you one question that you need to ask every single day in your preparation for tomorrow. I'm gonna to give you the keys to distraction-free focus because it doesn't matter if you're at the office or if you're at home, there's always opportunity for distraction. And I'm gonna give you the one habit, I'm gonna teach you the one habit, remind you of the one habit that you know is the key to your success, but it's so boring that it doesn't make for good Instagram videos, so no one ever talks about it. First, before we get to that, what I wanna share with you is my current updated daily routine here in 2024. We have two kids under the age of two. My wife is pregnant with number three, so soon we will have two, we'll have three kids under two and a half, not two and a half kids under three, but two, three kids under two and a half. And my daily routine goes like this. I get up somewhere between 3.30 and 4 a.m. And I do that without an alarm because I've been getting up that time for years and years and years and years. Now, some nights, Sophia, our youngest, gets up in the middle of the night and I feed her. But most of the time these days, she's sleeping through the night. I get up and I go to work. So I wake, I have water, and I work. And that first hour just flies by because I'm working on my number one most important task thanks to a little technique that I used the day before. At 4.30, I had my first espresso. I prefer to have like that French press coffee, but it's too much work. And so we just used an espresso machine. So I had the first one at 4.30 and more water, and I continue to work on my number one priority. At around five, I have my second espresso. And then about six o'clock in the morning, that's when Isabella, our oldest, gets up. That's when my wife wakes up. And then that's when Sophia gets up too, because uh, she hears all the rustle and bustle. And then I have a high-protein meal. So one of the big changes I made in my diet, I used... I used to get enough protein, but now I'm getting even more protein because I'm 48, 49, whatever it is. Um, I'm not sure when this video will come out. And I am in the stages, the last stages of being able to gain muscle before it becomes excruciatingly hard for someone in their 60s to gain muscle. So I'm pushing hard on my protein intake and I have steak and eggs every single morning at six o'clock in the morning. And then I make breakfast for Isabella if she wants some, and then we go for a walk. So we go for about a 45 minute walk every single morning. We used to have the dog, but um, I shipped the dog back to Canada. So the dog is with my mom. So it's just the uh, three girls and me. That eight o'clock, I start my work again. So our nanny shows up at eight. She takes care of Isabella. Michelle takes care of Sophia. And I work from eight till 11 or 12 on my next level of priorities. And I'm now in my 3X uh, productivity phase, which I'll explain more in a second. 
and then I go work out, have lunch, and then I film or do podcasts or coaching calls from two until four, and then I'm done the day. From four until eight, it's family time, so I have dinner pretty early because I wanna have dinner a few hours before bedtime, and we might go for another walk, or we'll call and FaceTime uh, Nana, which is my mom, or grandma, which is my Michelle's mom, or Dougie, which is Michelle's uh, father, who won't let Isabella call him grandpa. My schedule is my schedule. It's weird. It's totally different than yours. And I want you to understand that it's not about the actual hours. So it's not about the hour that you get up. It's about what you do with the hours that you are up. And daily routines of successful people aren't about joining 5 a.m. clubs. They're about using common principles no matter what time you get up. For example, my friend Joel Marion built a $100 million supplement company when he was the father of two kids and he worked between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. Didn't matter that he got up at 10 or 11 in the morning and he kind of screwed around on his phone a little bit during the day, played with his kids, have dinner, put the kids to bed, and then he go to work. Because he used the same principles that I did when I got up at 4 a.m. and worked till 10 a.m. Is we got up and we go to our, when we start work, we go to our number one priority. That's the key. That is the key. It doesn't matter what time you get up, you have to eat the frog first. And that's the old Mark Twain saying. If your job is to eat a frog, best thing to do is eat that frog first thing in the morning or first thing in your work block. If your job is to eat two frogs, best thing to do is eat the biggest frog first. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like, I don't want to eat a frog to make a million bucks. I'm not on fear factor here. But what it means is whenever you start work, whether you start at 4 a.m., 9 a.m., 3 p.m. or 10 p.m., you go immediately without distractions and with maximum focus to your number one hardest activity because it gets harder the longer you work because you lose your discipline and willpower and intention to do the hardest work. So if you put it off, if you procrastinate, it's probably not going to get done. And now you're just going to go, okay, I'll do my to-do list tomorrow. No, that's not how successful people do it. Now, the habit that allows you to be successful, to get up and go to work on your number one priority first thing in the morning or first thing in your work block is that success habit that everybody ignores. It's so boring. How could you possibly make an interesting Instagram or TikTok video about this, but it is your bedtime. If you stick to your bedtime, it's the domino habit that sets everything in place. So if you say, I want to go to bed tonight at 10 o'clock and it's 1130 before you get to bed, what's going to happen tomorrow morning? You're going to hit snooze. You're going to be late. You're going to be tired. You're not going to get off to a good start. You're going to over-caffeinate, over-sugarinate, which is having more sugar than you should have. And you're going to have energy decreases and you're gonna to totally ruin your day. You're gonna snap at people. You're gonna snap at your team. You might even snap at a customer. And my goodness, you might even snap at your partner or your kids, and it's gonna ruin the day because you didn't get to bed on time. But if you had gotten to bed on time and you got up on time and you did your number one work block, and then you had family time, and then you did another work block, and then you went to the gym, and then you finished your work and you got home on time for dinner, all because you went to bed at the right time last night, your life is gonna be so much better. That is what allows you to eat the frog. The other thing that allows you to eat the frog is phone-free focus, phone-free focus. My most productive days are where I don't know where my phone is. I leave my phone in the playroom with the kids, I leave my phone in the bedroom upstairs. I leave the phone somewhere else other than my office. And when I was writing my second book, Unstoppable, what I used to do when I had the phone beside me and it was just, um, destroying my and distracting me is I would put the phone in airplane mode. I would turn it off. I would take it to another room and I'd put it in a desk drawer. Those are four levels that I'd have to go through. I'd have to go to another room. I'd have to open the desk drawer. I'd have to turn it on and take it out of airplane mode. There's so many levels there 
that eventually you can kind of swat your hand and stop. And so successful people's daily routines include phone-free focus time. Successful people's daily routines include phone-free focus time. If you can build the fence around your phone, you will have more focus to get done what matters. No matter where you work, home office or real office, no matter what time you work, 4 a.m., 10 p.m., doesn't matter. Phone-free focus is the key. That is absolutely essential. The next thing you need to do is make your daily routine ruthlessly simple. Bruce Lee had a great quote. It's not about the daily increase, but the daily decrease. Hack away at the unessential. It's not about the daily increase. It's not about adding cold plunges, green juices, morning meditations, morning workouts, morning journaling, morning affirmations. Eventually you run out of steam and you get nothing done. Sure, you've checked all these boxes and maybe some people on the internet will give you, you know, some applause or a pat on the back, but what have you really done? What have you really done to move towards your goals? Successful people don't do that. Warren Buffett says the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is that successful people hardly do anything but what they need to do. That's not the exact quote, but it's very, very close because unsuccessful people go around chasing things. Not Uncle Warren. Uncle Warren sits at a desk and reads up to 500 pages per day on financial stuff, and that is how he became the world's best investor. That's it. He didn't say, well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna invest in stocks, but I'm also gonna invest in real estate, and I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna try and uh, you know, be the CEO of companies. No, he focused on what he knew to do. And that is how when an opportunity exposed itself, he was able to take advantage of it. So figure out how to have a ruthlessly simple day. Again, my day is up at four and work, then a bit of family time, then from eight till 11, work again on my priorities and then do a little bit of work in the afternoon, some brain dead work, and then I'm done. That's it. Try and keep the number of things on the to-do list as small as possible. What you need to do when you're thinking about adding a new habit is run it through this filter. Is it necessary or sufficient for success? Ask that question over and over and over again about everything. Is it necessary or sufficient for success? Whether you're adding a new exercise or workout to your routine or whether you're adding a new habit to your morning, is it necessary or sufficient? What that means is, for example, cold plunging. Is it necessary for you to do cold plunging in order to be successful? Well, recently I did a Google search on Taylor Swift to see if she does cold plunges. She does not. Warren Buffett never did a cold plunge. Elon Musk doesn't do cold plunges. They are successful. Taylor's time person of the year, right? I don't know if Margot Robbie does it. I don't, but I know that Barbie doesn't do it, but you know, it is not necessary for you to do a cold plunge to be successful. Now, is it sufficient? If you do a cold plunge, will that guarantee that you'll be successful? Is a cold plunge sufficient for success? No, I know lots of people who cold plunge and are not financially successful. So it is not necessary, nor is it sufficient to add cold plunging to my daily routine for success. That's a very important way of judging every single thing that you could add. Because you could add a million things. You can find somebody who does cold plunging and is successful. You could find somebody who does oil pulling. Look up what oil pulling is and is successful. But should you add them? No, they are not necessary nor sufficient. The only thing that is necessary and sufficient that is the most common factor among everybody who is successful is they do the work. They do the important work. They focus on their priorities. They add value. They deliver something of value to somebody else and they earn a financial reward. That is the only thing that is necessary and sufficient for monetary success. I talked about the 531 time calculator. This is another thing that allows me to maximize my productivity. The way that I look at it is this. Everybody has a time of day 
a pocket of two to four hours where they are five times more productive, five X more productive than at any other time of the day. For me personally, from 4 a.m. till 8 a.m., I am five times more productive. So if I work an hour in there, if I work from four to five or from six to seven, I'm five times more productive than I am at two o'clock in the afternoon. Therefore, I must do my most important tasks early in the morning, because that's when I have greater productivity. From eight until noon, I'm three times more productive. And this comes through self-reflection and introspection, me looking at my performance, me journaling, time journaling, and figuring out cause and effect. When am I getting things done? When am I in fire? When am I in the flow? Oh, here it is. Oh, therefore I'll set up my life and my systems to maximize my 5X productivity. In the afternoon, when I'm just average productivity, I'm not gonna expect to get much done and therefore I can schedule my life differently. Now, unfortunately, you're not gonna be able to work all, in most cases, all of your 5X hours. I'm not able to work from six to eight because I have to prioritize my family. But from four until six or 3.30 until six, if I can get those hours, I can get almost full days of work done. And Russell Brunson, who used my perfect day formula back in 2016, he made a podcast. And on this podcast, it was like called Marketing Cars. So Russell, what he used to do is he'd get in his car and he'd record a podcast. I don't think it's available anymore or he does it anymore. But he made an entire 10 minute podcast about my perfect day formula and about how after he read the book that he got from my friend Joe Polish, he went and switched up his morning routine. So he got up and he started working on funnels first thing in the morning. And he said, I feel like I got an eight hour workday done in two hours. Said that on the podcast. He 5X his productivity because he was working phone free, no distractions, and was able to crush it. That's the power of figuring out when the hours are most valuable to you. Now, the one question that you have to ask every single day in the afternoon as you plan for tomorrow, because that's when you do your planning and preparation, is what is my specific definition of success for tomorrow? What absolutely positively has to get done in order for me to say that tomorrow is a successful day? What most people do is the flip, right? The inverted. They go and make a to-do list of 18 things. And because there's 18 things on the to-do list, they want to feel good by checking things off. So they start doing number seven, then they'd go on to number nine. That's pretty easy. And the next thing you know, they've used up a whole bunch of their hours of the day doing little things to feel good. But then at the end of the day, they feel unproductive because they didn't get the real thing done. And so if you flip the question around as to like, here are all the things I could do tomorrow, all the things on my to-do list, what's my specific definition of success? I have to do this. I have to do this PowerPoint presentation. It must be done by 3 p.m. I have to write, for me personally, I have to write 250 words for my next book on discipline before 6 a.m. in the morning. If I don't do that, it's not a successful day or I'll have to figure out how to do it at some other time of the day. But I won't go to bed that night without having written those 250 words. Otherwise, I'll feel like a failure because I haven't hit my specific definition of success. So I've taught for a long time you do planning and preparation sometime in the afternoon today for tomorrow. Because if you're doing your to-do list in the morning, you're already too late. That's not a habit of successful people's daily routines, the to-do list in the morning. You do that the day before. You do the brain dump. You get all this stuff out of your head on the piece of paper, all the 18 things you want to do tomorrow. Then you do your priority to-do list with your top one, the number one thing you must do. That's really your definition of success. And then you do a little bit of process planning. How can you grease the groove to make it easy for you to go when you start your work block tomorrow to work on that number one thing? So for me, when I'm writing books and I have to write my 250 words, I'll do a couple of bullet points rather than me waking up and going to a blank Word document having writer's block going, uh, I don't know where to start. If I have a couple of bullet points, it greases the groove and makes it easier. Same if you're doing a PowerPoint presentation, just write down a couple of notes on your PowerPoint presentation. It's a whole lot easier from starting from a blank slide. So you do brain dump, priority to-do list, a bit of process planning, and then add to that saying, 
the my specific definition of success for tomorrow is doing this. And now you have a clear path, a script for tomorrow so that you can make it successful every single day. And when you do that, you're going to have a daily routine that is successful every single day. I want you to be the best at less rather than mediocre at more, which means pulling back, getting rid of the things that are not essential in your life. Because if you look at the people that are successful, whether they're actors, whether they are CEOs, they are ruthless with their time. They are ruthless with what they do. They say no a lot and they are able to focus on what matters that moves them ahead. And every single day they move ahead. That's why they're very successful people. Now I know what you're thinking. I've got four kids. I got a lot of stuff going on. My wife has a different time schedule than I do. Recently, I was teaching the 531 time calculator, you know, the 5X productivity. And there was a husband and wife on the Zoom call. And they said, well, I'm really productive in the morning and she's really productive at night. Do we just ask, you know, does somebody just have to sacrifice it? And the big lesson that I forgot to put in my book, The Perfect Week Formula, is that not every day has to look the same. So there may be some variation in your days. So back to the argument that I talked about at the start of the video. Is it better to have a home office or is it better to have a real office where you leave the house? And for me, I have two kids under two, soon to have three kids under two and a half. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss the moments with the kids by having a real office. Now, here's the thing. I could go to a real office twice per week, work a little extra, and then I'd have more free time at home. So I could do that. And maybe I will someday. But right now, I love working at home because my friend who was arguing that you should go to a real office said, one of the greatest things in life is coming home at 5 p.m. and having your kids you know, say, daddy, daddy. And my argument is, well, kids are like dogs. They don't know the passage of time. And so if they haven't seen you for nine hours, or if they haven't seen you for nine minutes, it's all the same to them. And so you get the greatest moment of your day 10 or 20 times when you work from a home office, when they run in and say hi to you, say, hey, daddy, I just woke up from my nap. It's amazing. And you get that when they have lunch and you get that when they play with this, you, you can get that all day long. So why would I miss that? So whether you think a home office or a real office is better, uh, you can drop that in the comments below. But that's my argument for my strong opinion on why I should have a home office. Now, I covered a lot in this video and I wanna hear from you in the comments below as well. Where should we go deeper? Bedtime routine, discipline, phone-free focus. Just comment below and let me know where I need to go deeper. I really appreciate it. This has been awesome sharing this with you. I got really passionate about it. So share this with your friends, comment down below. It's Craig Valentine from Early to Rise Radio and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.